We go over some of Rod Boone's comments from yesterday's episode on today's episode with David Walker on Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, in a minute, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcasts, and that includes YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PrizePicks.com promo code Locked On. I'm Walker Mail. Catch me on Wes and Walker WFNC from 12 to 3. Doug Branson, Every Hornets Box Score, his Substack on everyhornetsboxscore.com. And then you can also see David Walker if you're watching us on YouTube, the OG, the Sultan of Sneakers, as he is now dubbed via the caption below his name. You can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. David, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I did not choose that caption. I think Doug uh, uh, knighted me that, but I will take it. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's welcome. We, the, we've the had caption uh, auto the caption auto generated it's a uh, it's artificial <laughs> intelligence you just plug it they in knew you were coming on and said nope that's the title was that the bees machine speaking for david walker mm-hmm. doug mm-hmm. oh boy mm-hmm. <laughs> the bees machine is scary i don't even know <laughs> that cut. thing had to be out of commission that's for a, a little while <laughs> it was using all the energy in nashville so we had to put that out of commission I, I wanted to talk a little bit about rod boone's comments yesterday because i think there were a couple of things big picture wise that were interesting I'm not going to say he broke news on our episode or anything like that. I I wouldn't. I'll say it. I'll say it. He broke news. If you're if you're too if you're too afraid to say it, I'll say it. He broke news. I don't think that it was 100% understood that Lamelo Ball is making the call on this injury thing, right? I mean, because we had talked about it before, really the first time Lamelo Ball went down with that ankle injury, it was okay. Why is it taking so long? Hornets. We both felt poorly communicated the timeline because usually for an ankle sprain, it would be about four to six weeks. Any thing you look up based off of that. And then the Hornets didn't really tell you that it was just going to be missing the beginning of the season. Well, then he finally comes back when you know it about at the four, four and a half week mark, which would make total sense if they would have expressed that timeline at the beginning. But when we were discussing him not having returned yet, it was okay. How much of this is LaMelo? How much of this is the Charlotte Hornets? You know, the training staff, are they telling Steve Clifford that he is good to go, but Steve Clifford and the Hornets are a little scared to play him? There's the tanking aspect of this. You know, there were a lot of angles that had entered the chat based off of LaMelo not having returned. Well, this second go around, Rod pretty much tells you, this is LaMelo's call. As soon as he feels close to as 100% as possible, he's going to go play basketball, and nobody knows that except for LaMelo. He's the one that has to make this call. David, what do you think of Rod Boone sharing that with us yesterday? Well, I mean, you're right. It's the first bit of clarity, if that's what it is, that we've seen, right? I mean, you don't see much on the injury reports. You don't get tweets from Shams or anyone else until he's basically on the cusp of actually returning like he did last time. But I think from a fan standpoint at this point, I mean, you got to be on board with it. You got to listen to LaMelo. I think all we've seen from him is that he does want to play basketball. So I don't think there's any fear that like, oh, he's he's milking it or he doesn't want to come back or, no. or, or he's not trying to be impactful on the court. So, I mean, I mean, from that standpoint, you got to let him listen to his own body and, and, and you don't want to have happen what exactly happened last time 
was when he came back and, and re-injured that thing. So you just got to kind of wait it out now. Hopefully uh, he and his camp or whomever, I mean, I would hope the team, obviously the team doctors are involved as well. But if he's the one that's making the ultimate call, you know, that seems to be the way of the world right now in the NBA. You know, there's not a lot of push from teams to get guys out there. There's not a lot of push from players sometimes to get back out there. Uh, so with a young guy in LaMelo who hasn't had a history of uh, injuries up until this point, you want to get him 100% when he comes back. Yeah, and when you look at LaMelo coming back, it I don't – there's no indictment on on Lamelo for doing this, right? No. Like I, I I hope that he can be 100 percent because I'll be damned as a Hornets fan if I want him to come back too soon and re-injure this thing again, we'll all cry. It'll be terrible if he does this a second time, the whole re-injure thing, and then does get injured a third time on this. I don't want to see that at all. And so, Doug, I would imagine this is the best thing for Lamelo. If if he does not feel comfortable, and you're trying to compensate for whatever injury you have. I, I remember talking with Stefania Bell about this in the NFL. She says, you know, you can injure something else by overcompensating on something. I, I don't want that to happen with LaMelo. Yeah, and you don't want the injury itself to change how he plays the game. You know, you don't you don't want him to be thinking about it as he's driving through the lane. Oh, I'm going to, you know, I, I don't know if I'm 100% on this ankle. And so it alters the way he plays offensively. Uh, which would I, I think just be devastating overall to his long-term prospects as as an all-star and possibly an all-NBA player in the future, uh, but also be devastating to the Hornets as well. So, you know, I think, um, you know, it's an interesting thing, right? I mean, you, you saw when he came back the last time that he was like messing with the ankle a little bit this, in a similar way that he still, I think the to wrist. this day, messes with his wrist. You know, when he injured the, the the wrist, he still plays with that. But he was playing with that ankle, and it all, you know, it, it worried us. And then, but but you know, the ankle injury that he sustained the second one was a little bit of a freak thing. It was, fluky, you know, I mean, yeah. yeah so it, it wasn't something that happened, and you go, wow, you know, we, we all could have saw this coming. Um, it, it was a freak thing, but I think he does have to be careful because this is a long term play for the Charlotte Hornets. Not you know this season. I understand why the coaching staff and the players are continuing to try to win. That's their job. But this season, in the grand scheme of things, is a half step or, or the first step into into some other future. And that future is going to be heavily dependent on LaMelo Ball. So, you know, I think it's in his best interest and the team's best interest for him to come back, you know, 100% and make sure that he's ready to go, even if it means that, you know, the season gets to a point where there is no prospect of a play-in or a playoff opportunity. You talked about it affecting the way he played. I thought at least the first two games, he settled for a ton of three-point shots because it didn't feel like maybe he was so comfortable attacking the basket nearly as much as he used to. And I mean, how many did he take? Did he take like 22 three-pointers the first two, two games he returned? And then right. against the Pacers, of course, he looks awesome and he kills Indiana. And then that's the minute and 30 seconds left, he steps on the fan's foot. But I do think it affected the way he played in the first two games that he returned. Yeah, wouldn't you rather see him come back 100% and start to make some of the improvements in his game, like getting to the free throw line, which requires you to be aggressive, drive, and look for contact? Wouldn't you rather see that, even if the Hornets were so far behind 500 that they really don't have a shot at making anything happen in the postseason? But it would mean that LaMelo was better set up for next season to make a leap that will be required – for you know this Hornets organization to go anywhere, Lamelo has to make 
even more improvements in his game. He has to reach a, you know, Ja Morant type of level to lift this Mm -hmm. team up uh, unless they're so bad that they get, you know, some lottery luck and end up with a Scoot or a Wibanyama. Right. And and last thing before we go to a keeper re-gift segment coined by one David Walker, I did want to say, too, there, there's nothing good that comes from this LaMelo ball injury. But something that I wouldn't have seen coming is LaMelo getting hurt and then Terry, Cody Martin, so many different ball handlers. But I have been extremely impressed with Teo Maladon coming in and being a real NBA mm-hmm. player. Dennis Smith Jr. kind of fell in our laps because we were desperate for some point guard depth and maybe you make the argument that they've all they always would have signed dennis smith jr even without the injuries okay but we wouldn't have seen him play i mean if cody martin's healthy if steve clifford remember is still going with james book to start the season he's giving him his full opportunity you still have Lamelo. terry doesn't get hurt then we don't see dennis smith jr out there on the floor so david i do think it's still awful that Lamelo's hurt. I wish it wasn't that, but we at least have gotten to see a couple of these other young backcourt players step up in a way we didn't expect at the beginning of the season. Yeah, and guys making impacts too. So you're right. I mean, uh, those provide opportunities for younger guys. I mean, the Dennis Smith thing, right? We've talked about. It. I mean, it's the best story to come out of the team mm-hmm. uh, this season, and of course now he's hurt. But you know, uh, yeah. So you got to look at it that way. The, the the thing that sucks if you're a fan, obviously, is Lamelo is the attraction. Lamelo is the show. Lamelo is the real glimmer of hope in this organization right now. So people just want to see him out there. They're not going to stop asking about it, right? And 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 I don't think we're going to get any light shown on that. But yeah, but you're you're right, David. They want to see him, but I haven't. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, and Walker, you would probably know this most because you, you know you've got the the midday show. You have the text line there at WFNZ, so you're always hearing from fans. But I just have not seen a large sentiment criticizing Lamelo Ball for being out. And I have a suspicion as to why there haven't been more fans calling for LaMelo Ball to get back out there and give it up for the team. I've got some suspicions. I'm ready to reveal them in the next segment. All right, coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Doug Branson reveals his secret as to why he thinks LaMelo has not been receiving criticism. We play keep or re-gift, and I did have one other Rod Boone comment that I wanted to discuss. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. How it works is you pick two to six players, and if they go score more or less than their prize pick projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. It includes plenty of sports, NBA, NFL, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, Euro basketball, disc golf, cricket, so much more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. You have safe and fast withdrawals, and they're currently operational in over 30 states and even Canada. You can download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up today and play daily fantasy sports. And first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, Prize Picks gives you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks gives you 50. Get the deal by now. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Doug Secret coming up next, Locked On Hornets. This is Locked On Hornets. We got a couple of rookies here. I got David spreading fake news. Guess what? Four championship games in a row. Continuous success, sustainability. I've got Steve Bob not plugging in his headphones. Which I would love to see JaVale McGee 
uh, you know, get out there on the ice velodrome or whatever you call those things. This is a professional show we're trying to run here. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen today. Now make your next listen locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide. So Doug, why do you think LaMelo has not been receiving criticism for staying out of these games as he tries to get hundred percent healthy and some of the injuries he's, he's suffered so far this year? Oh, well, this is no secret gentlemen. But the organization as a whole has not earned the, the right to call for LaMelo Ball to come back early. It, it, you know, they have not shown a level of urgency in the offseason, a level of competitiveness in terms of acquiring talent to put around LaMelo Ball such that a play-in win or a playoff win would be guaranteed if he were to come back. And so I just don't see that there has been any kind of credibility for this organization in terms of the fans' outlook on the future of this organization with or without LaMelo Ball such that fans would then criticize LaMelo Ball and say, no, you owe it to the organization to get back out there as soon as possible, as soon as you feel even close to 100% so we can go out there and get this thing. He's still got it. When he comes back, he's still got to play with Mason Plumlee, a starting center, with Nick Richards behind him without like a legitimate you know, big to play pick and roll with, without a, a legitimate rim protector to play with. And so until this organization really gets serious about competing in the offseason and, 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 and acquiring talent to win playoff games, then I don't see any reason why he shouldn't come back at 105%. Forget 100%. LaMelo, you better be 105. No, forget 105. 110%. I want LaMelo to be feeling – I want his ankle to be feeling even stronger than it was before the injury. All right, you got worked up, right. but I agree. Yeah, 100%, 105, 110. I'll take it all. But the one thing I'll say too is that Victory I don't know sip. I don't I don't know if the Hornets are so inclined to beg him to come back before he's 100%. You know, so maybe you you could make the argument that LaMelo going out there and playing basketball is a fan draw that would make the the organization more money. Totally. So, who would greatly incentivize from that? Michael Jordan. So Mitch Kupchak has been pretty honest in times before where Mitch Kupchak doesn't want to get too ahead of himself on where this team is competitively Never. compared to other Eastern Conference teams. And if Mitch Kupchak is sitting there and he can stay back and say, yeah, LaMelo, look, take all the time you want. Then while he might get another high draft pick and he might get another high draft pick, which is going to help Mitch Kupchak and help all the staffers, Michael Jordan's job is safe. Michael Jordan, yes, he doesn't want to undergo the scrutiny, but the only pressure that you might feel for LaMelo to come out there on the court, it's Michael to kind of get this money. Maybe a little bit from Clifford because Clifford wants to win, but I don't think Clifford is going to be telling LaMelo right now if he's not 100% ready to go, hey, we need you out there on the floor. Now, if it gets to be Kawhi Leonard proportions where he just continues to sit out and sit out for sure, but we're not there yet. Like no. we're not at Kawhi Leonard proportions by any stretch of the imagination. If we get there, cool. I get that. But it's MJ and Steve Clifford, but not quite yet for Steve. Well, if Clifford were locked into like a four-year deal, then it would be different. But he's on kind of a <laughs> who knows a what kind of deal he's on. A prove it contract, right, David? 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean he definitely wants Lamelo out there. Yeah, I mean, I oh, oh, of course. oh my God, yes, of course. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if they could have wrangled him back if they weren't like, at least we have Lamelo. Right. You can play with him. The, the the bigger concern to your point, Doug, is 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 still they come back to the you know we don't know what they're doing. They haven't made any moves in any direction really. Uh, so is this a is this you know are they in a holding pattern waiting for Lamelo to come back to see what they can do this season? At what point do they draw the line in the sand on this season? I think is the larger question. How can you do that if you don't have a Lamelo out there? So you know when does that happen for this team? When do they start to say, all right, look, this is not going to happen this season clearly with or without Lamelo? Um, so that's what you know. There's so much uncertainty with the fan base, and sometimes you just want to see your best players play. So that's understandable. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, let's uh, skip the Rod Boone comment. Maybe we talk about that tomorrow. I want to get to keep or regift. David said, "I've got all the keep or regift ideas that you want." And then he said, "As long as that doesn't exceed six, because that's how many I have. I actually have six <laughs> ideas for keep or regift." <laughs> so let's go with a couple of them here first, and then maybe go into the third segment. David, what you got? Yeah, and I will tell you, after that, you, you gave me ideas for two more. So I'll just say, if we go long, I've got, I've got a total of eight. I've got all we need as long as we don't need nine. Yeah, the <laughs> idea behind this, guys, we're getting up to the holiday season. A lot of times you'll get a gift that's awesome, and you want to hang on to it. A lot of times you get a gift that eh, maybe you already have or eh, maybe you don't want as bad. So you'll re-gift that gift. Someone else can use it. Someone else will value it. So let's look at the NBA landscape here, guys, with some Hornets themes. Don't know if you heard about this. The NBA is now going to give a trophy to the team with the most <laughs> regular season wins. That's right. It's not a participation trophy, guys. you got to win the most games in the regular season to get this bad boy. Other leagues have done it. Um, I don't understand why the NBA is doing it. Um, I, I guess they're trying to Hey, don't Don't lead the witnesses. Season. Don't lead the witnesses. Let <laughs> us decide whether we're going to keep or re-gift this. But it, is, but it is a piece of hardware that would be proudly displayed, I'm sure, in any lobby of any NBA arena. So if you get that regular season wins trophy, you hanging on to it or are you re-gifting it? All right, Doug. I, for me, I tried to think about whether I like this or not because it is an, a real accomplishment. But then if I go back and I try to remember from the top of the dome, all the teams that have had the most regular season wins, I go back to Golden State. I go back to Chicago winning 70 before Golden State broke the record. Even maybe a 67 is crazy impressive. But at the end of the day, I don't remember the teams for the most part that win the most regular season games. I do remember the teams that win the championships. Hell, I even remember the teams that actually get to the NBA finals and the conference finals before I remember the team that won the most regular season games. Doug, will you take this gift? Because I don't want it. I'm re-gifting this. I'm giving it to you as David gave it to me. Well, I've got some sound here for the re-gift. Come on, man. So that's the re-gift sound. Um, no, I'm going to, I think, so I've, I've got some sound for the actual keep it as well, but I'm going to re-gift this as well. Come on, man. I did, it did make me Google who Maurice Podoloff was. Um, and this yes. is uh, from whopaul.com from the Basketball Hall of Fame. Maurice Podoloff, a man of impeccable character, was instrumental in the development and success of the NBA. On June 6, 1946, Podoloff was appointed commissioner of the newly formed Basketball Association of America. A little Mopo. Um, so, yeah. So if you don't know who uh, old Mopo is, uh, there you go. But, yeah, I don't think a lot of people know who it is. And I don't think a lot of people are going to know every season who the, who wins the most games. I'm not sure what any of this means. But, hey, it's a nice-looking trophy at least. 
Yeah, I, 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 have no, I, I have no idea what we're doing with this. It makes <laughs> no sense at all. I don't know if this is a generational thing. There's not going to be some wing in the Hall of Fame that has most NBA wins or most season wins. So, you know, I guess if they want to create another trophy, uh, they can do that. Now, 50 Up wins. Next. Now, if you make a trophy, if you make a trophy that okay, just right, it's right, a right. hand that has a five and then another hand that has the zero, and you do the 50 wins trophy. <laughs> I love that. Five up. That, that, that that's the Mike D'Antoni wing. That's of the, the Hall Dan- of Fame. exactly. You got it. The Mike D'Antoni Award for fifty wins. Correct. The Hornets will maybe like you know, a, never get it. Maybe like a belt buckle for the fifty wins or something <laughs> like that for Mike D'Antoni. Just a lot. I love a good belt, belt buckle. buckle. All right. Um. Oh my gosh, so many good options here, guys. But let's go with a Hornets themed one. You know, they're playing the Nets tonight, and Ben Simmons mm-hmm. will be sitting in this game. That's about as much as the preview of that game. I think we're going to do, but um. <laughs> So let me ask you this, guys. Stars sitting specifically versus the Hornets. Are you taking that gift and keeping it, or are you re-gifting that? Are you passing it down the line? Like we're keeping this gift and the idea that they sit against the Hornets a lot more than other teams. Is that what you're saying? Man, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever – I'm trying to think if if that's something I've picked up on. You know, Joel Embiid was hurt. For the fifth, I'm, I was trying to think of some other teams. The, well, the Milwaukee game, the Milwaukee game specifically recently, yeah. where they they sat Giannis, and I feel and, like the Clippers, the Clippers, it's always a toss up. But you know, Paul George and Kawhi, I didn't expect them to both I'm, play in that game, but they did. I'm I'm gonna re-gift this too. I that's not that's not the idea that come I on, did. man. And now this is without research, so maybe I'm losing a bar. Or maybe I'm losing a bargain here. Maybe I should be keeping this, and it's worth a ton of money. But I'm going to regift this because, for the most part, when I go to the games, I feel like I do get to see the stars that play for the opponent. So I'm going to regift this. I'm going to regift it as an idea. I'm going to regift it as I like because I think it's definitely going to yeah. happen in the future if the Hornets, you know, continue to play poorly. That this would, especially on the road for teams and the Hornets have a lot of home games coming up after February, like the February, March, April slate, a lot of home games. If the Hornets are in the tank, then a lot of teams are going to use that as an opportunity to chill out. And I hate that for fans in Charlotte who do, you know, even Hornets fans who want to see some of the bigger names out there. I just hate that idea, Uh, but I'm going, I'm going to keep it. And I'll tell you why, just because a, I want to play this sound that I have for keep. Thanks. That's uh, Steve Clifford for the last game. <laughs> um, so I'm going to keep it because Milwaukee tried that and the Hornets completely uh, laid down for it. And did, and they seem to be playing to the level of their competition a little bit this season. You saw them with a chance to win against the Clippers despite Kawhi coming back, despite Paul George coming back. And yet against, against Milwaukee, they absolutely had no shot even though Milwaukee was sitting three of their top scorers. So I'm going to keep it because, uh, you know, I think it could mean more Hornets losses and that would mean more opportunity for Victor Wibanyama. Well, and you also are keeping it for the value, right? You think it's going to ascend in value because you think it might happen later on. Is that what you think? Or thanks. All right. Yeah, there you go. Thank you, Steve. Okay. All right. That, uh, let, let's, let's keep this going. Let's do the uh, keep a re-gift thing. Moving on. Coming up next on Locked on Hornets. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. 
David has a few more of these to give out. Do we deem them keepable or regiftable? Only we will decide. Coming up next on Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those on bet online uh bet online as well we're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting fix you can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts keep a regift coming up next you are listening to the locked on hornets podcast thoughts on the news about cody zeller's injury that's a tough one man i mean what the Dude. He's just injured, man. It's, it's okay. okay. It's Look, just, you know, he's injuries just happen. To deal with an injury. He didn't want <laughs> to get injured, okay, David? But, but uh, sorry, guys. I just had someone jump out in front of my vehicle. That's uh, that was understandable. Only on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So I have re-gifted both of the gifts given to me by one David Walker. Doug tried to do this re-gift and then re-gift slash keep. I don't know if that's something you can do with a gift. You either have to keep it or re-gift it. But Doug found a way to do both because he wanted to play the Steve Clifford well, sound. Well, what bite. you do is you, you you re-gift it and then you sneak into their house and you steal it back. That's what <laughs> okay. No, I, I I can actually see Doug doing that. What What's the third one up next year, Doug? <laughs> Or David. Yeah, guys, a point of emphasis this year and a talk around the league has been really cracking down on the fundamentals of the game. Things like traveling calls, things like palming and carrying the ball, snuck up and bit PJ Washington on a key drive in the in the game the other night with a little traveling call. So I got a question for you guys. Emphasis on calling the travel in the NBA. Are you keeping that or are you re-gifting that? Let's go back to the way it was. Let's let these guys move their feet. Yeah, yeah, this is this is something people would always criticize the NBA for that you can travel all you want to in the NBA. And this is also the thing people didn't know what they wanted. You had no clue when you were saying that you wanted to see more travel calls. This was something that was misguided. You thought you wanted to get back to the fundamentals, but it's actually ruined some of the more fun parts of the game, like taking a Kelly Oubre potential game winner away from the Miami Heat contest that they played. No, re-gifting this all the way. I'm sorry, David. I don't like any of these gifts that you're giving me. I'm re-gifting them all to Doug Branson. No, thank you. I <laughs> Come hate on, man. on the travel calls. Well, I'm keeping it because... Yes. Um, <laughs> all right, thanks. I'm keeping it because the, the reason that it's so hard to watch is because the NBA has let it get so out of hand that players who... I don't think I don't think as fans sometimes we fully grasp how much these players play basketball every single day and how to the fine detail they understand what their feet are doing, what their hands are doing, what every part of their body is doing, and how they can take advantage of little opportunities. And when the refs give those little opportunities, you give them an inch and they take a mile, and that's where we are in the NBA today with the, with the traveling issues, with the shuffling of the feet, especially up at uh, you know beyond the three point line up top, where guards have been able to really take advantage of of moving their feet before the ball hits the ground in order to get just that little bit of edge over a. Defense. 
defender. You know, the NBA already took away the hand check so long ago, and that gave an advantage to offensive players. And then these little rule, not even rule changes, but just letting them make these little steps has given the NBA offense even more power. And I think finally coaches were like, you got to do something. We can't, there's no way to play defense if you're going to allow players to, to shuffle the shoes right before they take off. The defenders got no chance. So I'm keeping it. I understand it's painful now, but over the long term, it's going to benefit the watchability of a game when it's when the defense has an opportunity to make a stop. Doug is so crypto bro with these gifts. He's keeping them for the future value right now. <laughs> he's he's holding them hey, on. The line's going up, baby. He's putting these gifts in his bread wallet, and and we're all going to be fools for not thinking crypto is going to be huge. That my my thing, real quickly, and that's fair. But never were we really coming in and talking about a travel winning the game for someone and it wasn't called mm. now we're talking about travels being called and that affecting the end of these situations and so maybe you could find your outlier i'm not saying to let the russell westbrook carrying the, the basketball up to have court thing to happen right like no go ahead and call the egregious travels but it's too many times it's affected what i think is the normal play of basketball at the end of these games and to me i just think that is not the spirit of what should be going on well, here's where I will critique it, what they've what the NBA has done, which is you sort of you didn't make the point of education before the season started. These travel calls seem to have been initiated. It looks like I think maybe they were going to focus on carries, but then it went into overall mm-hmm. travels at some point after the regular season had started. So there was no time in training camp to really adjust or, or you know, in the offseason when they're working out and say, hey, guys, the, the NBA is going to take this away. So you really got to watch out for it. There was no time, and I think that's why you're seeing this impacting games. You mentioned P.J. Washington. Also, Kelly Oubre got called for a travel, uh, I believe, against 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 Miami. Miami, Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that had a huge effect on that game. And so, yes, it has has had huge effects across the league, but but I think – you know, as painful as it is, I think they've got to go through this to get to some kind of place to rebalance the scales. Um, because look, it's fun to watch the ball go into the hoop, but if there's no value to the ball going to the hoop, if there's no challenge, then I think at some point it gets to this extreme place where it's all threes and open layups. And I think the NBA recognizes like if the defense doesn't have a chance, then the product is ultimately going to suffer. Yeah, Doug is trying to stop basketball inflation. There has to be value to the ball going in the hoop, and I appreciate that, Doug. Um, yeah. All right, let's go to the third keep or the fourth one. The, the keeper. Yeah, fourth get, one, bonus one, and this one is specifically for Doug. I wanted to find something that he would hate, but maybe have to keep. And I'm talking about <laughs> League Pass, guys. Now, if you get League Pass oh gifted God. to you, you have to. Oh you, my you God! Get, you get everything that comes with it. You get the buffering. You get the commercials. You get the login issues. You get the codes. You're you triggering me right now. You I'm triggered. Access. So I'm giving you, by the way, NBA, the league is basically giving league pass to everyone this year. So if you really the league want to is get a cartel. This year, NBA league pass do- and the NBA, they are a cartel. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Are you keeping the gift of league pass? Go ahead, Doug. You go first on this one. You know, they they just continue to enrage me. <laughs> and David knows this. David is using insider knowledge, private knowledge of text chains we've had on League Pass to trigger me right now. Because what happened is, you know, these commercials, 
look, fine. I bought into League Pass again this year because I have to, because that's the way I got to watch the Hornets. And I bought into the commercial version of it where you get the commercials. I didn't do the premium because I'm like, fine, I'll watch some commercials. I, you know, I'm doing these like every Hornets box score game notes. It gives me an opportunity to kind of pause and, and rethink my game notes. But the problem is the commercials dump you into the quarter breaks like 30 seconds after the quarters have already started. You miss actual NBA action because somehow in the technology, they have not synced up the commercials. It is it is incredible. So I decided, all right, fine. The NBA has forced my hand. This is part of the business. I can make a tax write-off. I'm just going to go and, and get League Pass Premium and get rid of the commercials so I can actually watch the game. So I go online and... And I, I'm like, all right, I'll just upgrade my subscription. No, you can't do that. You have to email support. This is crazy. In two in 2022, the year of our Lord, 22, you have to email NBA League Pass's support to get an upgrade to your account, to give them more money. You can't just press a button. You cannot just press a button. You have to email them. So I email them, and they say, okay, fine. We're going to charge you $30 more. We'll upgrade your subscription. Perfect. Great. Then they email me back and say, oops, we accidentally charged you for the whole thing. We'll credit back the other one. Sorry for any inconvenience. Sorry for any inconvenience. How did you charge me for the whole thing? It is unbelievable. The NBA is a cartel. NBA League Pass is a cartel. I can't believe it. And saying all of that, I'm keeping it. Because what yeah. choice do I have? Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's how it, it is. It is the ultimate. Actually, Steve Clifford right here, really, if he sums up anything, it is my feelings on League Pass every single season. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Yeah. That was his beautiful rant. That rant was my gift to you, it, Yeah. Thank you. Um, I'll re-gift it. I'm good on that. <laughs> and that's all that needs to be said. Come on, man. I don't have any of those problems that Doug Branson just endured. And then to fall so much of uh, uh, somebody that needs the drug, like Doug Branson, where he is, yes, the NBA is the cartel, and Doug is the victim. I don't want to be that. And so peer pressure, I'm not going to do the whole try it once thing for free. That's on you. Uh-uh, not doing that. I'm good on League Pass. That'll do it. I, I will, let's get David back on some point before actual Christmas Day. We'll do the the rest of these keeper re-gifts and maybe another one. We'll get Doug going off like that. That's David Walker, the Sultan of Sneakers. You can find him on Twitter at David B. Walker. David, thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it. Good time as always, guys. I've got so many more regifting ideas. I can't wait. Oh, I'm, we're going to have a million of them by the next time you join us. That'll do it for Locked On Hornets. Thanks for making us your first listen today. Make your next listen Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights. Only Locked On can provide Locked On Sports today. Available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back with you tomorrow for a recap on the Brooklyn Nets.